0: Hi, I'm Peter Mullen from Mullen Natural Health Centre. Have you ever thought about coming to see a naturopath but weren't sure if we could help? Why not try our free 15-minute phone consultations? Call four nine six one four zero seven five or go to mullenhealth.com.au for details.
1: Oh, welcome along, Peter Mullen, Tuesday
0: afternoon. It it's kind of feels like a Monday today.
1: It does. It's a little bit
0: hard to work out what day it is, actually.
1: Yeah, so... It's in, concerning. In really? my mind, you shouldn't be here. <laughs>
0: If that makes sense. But you're
1: so happy to see me. Always happy to see you, Peter. Great program on the way. Now, this week, something that's a little bit controversial, a little bit sort of either on one side of the fence or the other, should we be drinking milk and if not, some alternatives? Yeah, look, absolutely. And it's a bit of a contentious issue,
0: particularly around um, things like calcium. So I thought it'd be a good topic just to, um, you know, bring to light, give my opinion on and um, people can either...
1: Take it or not. <laughs> Take it or not. Did you say something <laughs> funny there, Peter? Peter, you're ready for us to talk about milk today.
0: I am. I mm. am.
1: So uh, we, we sort of hear through our lives that milk is important. It's a great source of calcium but make us big, strong, healthy bones and all of that. Is that the entire picture when it comes to cow's milk?
0: Well, look, I think one of the one of the challenges is we've, we've, we've um, really only had, the milk's only been really on the, the, in the fore since we've had refrigeration in the early 50s. You now, prior to that it wasn't a food group that you know everybody had great access to unless you really had a cow and if you did then the milk was all like raw milk unpasteurized etc cetera, etc cetera. um it's sort of really since the advent of the dairy and it is a controversial issue because um it's really since the advent of the dairy industry and basically you know particularly looking at um calcium content of of milk or recommending milk as a calcium source that um you know, there's sort of been this concept that you know, dairy food is actually one of the five five food groups.
1: So it's like you said, a fairly recent thing that it's, it's just got fairly squeezed re- yeah, in there. E-
0: evolutionary wise, it wasn't something that played a major part in our in our diet. Mm. So you know, it's not not. I I don't think it's. But the major reason, getting back to the the point, the major reason um, while I'm while I'm why well, I often recommend to patients, particularly if they've got health issues, to to stop milk is always on the provisor of let's just cut it out, let's see if your symptoms improve. If your symptoms improve when you're not having dairy, then obviously it's not good for you.
1: Okay, so it can be an individual thing as well. Oh, absolutely. To a point. Look,
0: absolutely. Mm. Like two thirds of the world's um, Asian and, and African population don't seem to be able to tolerate um, milk well. So, all. so
1: there could be a gen well, but there obviously is something genetic, genetic there as
0: predisposition well. um and it's with milk like one of the challenges i've got with milk is the um, um well the first thing is the lactose for some people now some people can be what's called lactose intolerant and lactose is the sugar in milk and what happens with lactose is if you don't produce enough enzyme called lactase in the in your small intestinal tract to break the lactose from into its fraction parts which is glucose and galactose to be absorbed the large lactose type molecule ends up in the bowel where it's fermented by bacteria and that creates a lot of the symptoms associated with lactose intolerance which is bloating gas diarrhea you know irritable bowel type stuff
1: all the fun stuff all the fun stuff Mm.
0: unless you're on the receiving end of that 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 (laughs) absolutely
1: now there are a couple of proteins in milk that you're a bit concerned about as well peter
0: yeah and it depends on the type of cow as well you know, some of the older older versions of cows, um, their protein possibly is a bit easier to digest than the newer strains of cows.
1: So, what what can you just explain that a little bit further for us? <laughs> so, like the newer breeds that we're creating. Yes, yes, so the like further away, further away from something that's natural, the, the more uh, yeah, publications yeah, we
0: have. Yeah. Yeah. So the Jersey cows, you know, and the A2 type milk, the proteins in that seem to be easier for some people to digest. One of the challenges with the proteins is that um. Um, for some people it's linked to, um, like they become reactive to that, that protein and can show up in conditions like eczema, asthma, um, you know, even autoimmune. We'll often recommend if someone's got an autoimmune condition to stay clear of excess dairy or dairy because of the casein, which is one of the proteins in milk that can be a bit harder for us to digest as well.
1: The third thing that, that's got some concern from, from you, Peter, is also that the hormones that are found in milk. What what's in there from that point of view?
0: Well I think I think when you think about it, like, you know, we're we're taking milk from a um a different animal species, you know, and that milk's designed to grow a little potty calf into a you know, a decent sized mm. cow within even a twelve month period. So um one of the concerns I have is that, you know, our kids are, are getting overweight and bigger and you know, in every which way. And um, cow's milk, when you think about it, is full of cow hormone. You know, it's designed to turn that little potty calf into a into a decent-sized cow in 12 months. So it's got all the cow, and it's breast milk. So it's got um, cow estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, growth hormone. So you know, a growing kid, you don't want them to be having a heap of cow hormone.
1: You know in their in their diet regularly for years and years either It's interesting interesting because over the, the last few decades you seem to see a lot more kids that are you know oh look at so and so how how tall are kids today <laughs> is that just something i'm noticing or are you thinking there might be a very very loose link here yeah look i, I think
0: i definitely think there could be a link you know increase milk consumption and increase growth in our kids but um yeah it's more the more the didn't, didn't work in... on me incidentally <laughs> I, I had a truckload of milk <laughs> I still, I still remember at school. Like it must have been an incentive at the time that the milk we'd get milk every day at school. Remember that?
1: Oh, that I, I remember Mum telling me about that, Peter. But yes,
0: uh, yeah. So we have to have. <laughs> yeah, okay, mm. thanks, Mark. <laughs> in my day, anyway, and and the milk would often be sitting, you know, ideally under in the shade, but often it'd end up in the sun. So you'd be drinking like warm milk. Straight out of the bottle, that, she would always, she would, always, she would always tell
1: me as well that there were some some kids would always just go and poke their finger in all the <laughs> like the, the tops of it. So she'd be like, no, thank you very much, don't want yeah. that now." Yeah, okay. Well, look, there's a few of your concerns with milk. Um, we might come back and have a look at some alternatives to cow's milk that have become, I guess, very popular in the last what ten or fifteen years. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Just for the alternative to using cow's milk. Yeah. Peter, we're just uh, very quickly, we're looking at milk today and uh, some alternatives if people are a little concerned about cow's milk. So we've got five of them. The first one that's been so popular, I'd say, over the last 10 years or so is almond milk.
0: Yeah, and almond milk is, um, if you can tolerate nuts, almond milk is actually really easy to make yourself. Okay. Really, really easy. And we've got a, a recipe on our website, but it's amazing. Like... Um, and don't quote me because um, it was my wife and daughter that made it. I just watched. One cup of almonds to, I think, two and a half to three cups of water. And don't anyone follow me out there. Just get onto our website and actually follow the recipe. This, this, rec- this interpretation is not to scale. Yeah, it's not to scale. <laughs> Blend it up and then um, strain through a nut bag. You know, a nut bag is like a calico bag that you just squeeze it and the, it all comes out. And I think we made something like two and a half, nearly three litres of My goodness. almond
1: milk. Is that right? Yeah.
0: And you can put a little bit of um, vanilla in it if you want to have a little bit of a vanilla flavour. To sweeten you can, it up a bit. You can blend a date in it as well. And then it will last in the fridge for a few days. Yeah. So it's 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 probably the um, healthiest.
1: That was your phone, Peter, not mine. Turn your phone off. Come on. Sorry about so, that. So, the, so that's a nice homemade almond milk that's there. Yeah. Yeah, so then
0: um, that's probably the, the, the best way. But have a think about this too. It's a little bit of a Western concept that we even have to have a, a cereal with a wet, like a wet cereal for breakfast. Yeah. yeah nobody it? Else in does some respects, no yeah. other cultures in the world do it. They have you know,
1: fish and vegetables or chicken and vegetables. Or, so it is a Western concept, this whole idea. Although then again, I mean, then you've got tea and coffee and then milk as a just a drink on its own yeah. so that's, there's that whole side of it too. yeah
0: well the good thing is now you can do your almond milk coffees if you're out if you drink coffee um coconut milk is another great alternative for cooking and it's come a lot more back into vogue and also to um low in carbs and killer but contains your saturated fats, fats as well so coconut's actually a really good source of um and some cal- and more calcium than other alternatives as well so Coconut's a good a good alternative as well.
1: Do you have any concerns about either almond or coconut milk?
0: Uh, look, fresh almond milk that you make yourself, I'm 100% on board with. Coconut milk that's not been too processed. Mm-hmm. Um, I do recommend like an unsweetened almond milk to people like in, you know, the UHT or the long life sort of packets. I'm a little bit dubious about um, how that's actually all made and processed. But at this stage, I'd probably still recommend, um, you know, that as opposed to even having milk. But the other thing, you know, talking about coconut is um, uh, coconut water, you know, being used and made into smoothies. So cause the old coconut's got a bit of a revamp lately from a, a uh, health point of view.
1: I was a bit sort of on tender hooks there. I thought you were going to get down on my coconut water. I do love it.
0: Yeah, yeah. coconut water, yeah. and that's a great. It's like an electrolyte formula. So you know probably a better breakfast for a lot of people to get away from sugary cereals is to use your coconut water and make up a smoothie and you can chuck your almonds in that your green things your half a banana your green things <laughs> you know your green yeah. leafy green leafy yeah. bits yep um some maca powder um which is an awesome superfood that i really like and a couple of other things as well so that, that would
1: probably be a good alternative from a breakfast point of view. Um, another one that is, uh, uh, I haven't sort of had a lot to do with is rice milk.
0: Yeah, rice milk, um, again, if you're, if you're suffering from um, food allergies or food intolerances and you want to use a, 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 a milk alternative, then if you can get an unsweetened rice milk, um, that's, that's at least going to be least reactive. Um, the challenges with a lot of these milks, like even your almond milk, that you buy commercially is there's not actually a great deal of almonds in it so they're not really nutritional as such like the coconut milk is going to have more calcium Um, rice milk um, it's probably not as good as some of the other ones it's naturally higher in a bit of sugar and lower in protein and calcium although it's also low in fat and saturated fat so rice milk i'd recommend if you really desperately wanted to have something to wet your cereal with but there's not a great, there's not a great it's low-reactive, but there's not a great deal of um, health
1: benefits to it. Lynn, you've got a question for Peter about lupus and milk. Yes, I do. Um, I, I, do I miss the um, it's autoimmune disease, lupus, and I've been drinking skim milk, like quite a lot of skim milk, um, because I thought it
0: was okay. Um, I've also got type 2 diabetes, so um,
1: I do get belly bloat a fair bit.
0: Well, look, Lynn, Lynn I would, um, one of the challenges with um, autoimmune is it's probably the protein in the, in the milk, not the fat. Oh, okay. So if you – and the best way to test it is to cut milk out of your diet. And if you find a lot of that bloke goes away, then you're definitely reactive to the protein in the skim milk, which won't be good then, we su- I suspect, from an autoimmune point of view. Oh, okay. So I just cut milk out altogether – Is there any milk,
1: that, like the
0: rice milk, the soy milk? Yep, yep, not the soy. I'd go more for maybe an unsweetened almond or a a rice milk as an alternative, or coconut
1: milk. Some great uh, alternatives. Three of the five there, Peter. We're on top of things. I think hopefully that works out for you, Lynn. And good afternoon, Warren. You've got a question on uh, milk and bedtime. Yeah, hi, Peter. Look, uh, I I do have problems sleeping at night time. And I did find that... that, uh, uh, warm milk actually did help uh, help me um, okay. um, get to sleep, which was really okay. cool. But I've also got uh, high blood pressure, and I've been reading uh, as well that that uh, a natural alternative to, to um, high blood pressure pills and stuff is is almonds. Um, now, would almond milk and uh, help me through both of those uh, ones? Or
0: look at look at it probably there wouldn't be enough almonds in almond milk to have a significant impact on your. On your blood um, pressure, yeah, um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know that that would make enough of a difference, like to help with that. Yep. So I would, um, yeah. Um, and from a blood pressure point of view, one of the best natural things you can get onto is um, beetroot
1: juice. Right. Right. And, and, and what about the sleeping of a night uh, the, uh, the,
0: the It's a little bit... Um, there's a bit of debate about that. Like, it was thought maybe due to the um, amount of tryptophan or the uh, amino acid yes. milk contains called tryptophan, which is a precursor of a lot of your neurotransmitters. Yes. But um, subsequent studies have sort of shown that it, it probably didn't make that much difference, but I always say if it's
1: working well for you, stick with it. Yeah, cheers. Keep cheers. doing it until it stops working. Well, It looks like you might have placeboed yourself, though, but if it works, it works. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy placebo every now and then. Cheers, man. <laughs> good on you, Warren. Warren. He's always up for a laugh, isn't he? And finally, very quickly, Chris, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, I, um, drink, I drink skin milk and I found that drinking skin milk, um, I lost weight. And yes. I've been watching my diet because I'm a diabetic. Yes. So I've been watching that as well. And I don't take sugar in, in tea anymore. I don't, I've cut the tea out. And I'm just wondering what you think.
0: Um, look, I, I think if it's working for you and you, your blood sugar's managing okay, I think skim milk would contain some lactose still. So you still have to sort of consider that there is a bit of sugar in, in skim milk. Um, but I think if your blood sugar stables and your weight's coming down, I, I still wouldn't be a massive fan of skim milk. I'd still maybe try
1: one of the unsweetened almonds and see if that's as good for you. Great Some great advice there for Chris Warren and Lynn. Uh, Peter We' will move on through now oat milk now i there was a fan of I was a fan of oat milk until my favorite one just got taken off the shelves but you 're not a big fan of it either
0: oh look I, I think oat milk as a, as an alternative for cow 's milk is still going to be better mm-hmm. um, it, um, it's probably again like I think almond milk homemade almond milk has a lot more nutrition to it. Um, if you home make your milk, it probably would be okay. But I just worry a bit about how how the processing sort of goes.
1: It was very sweet. The one I liked, as I may not have yeah, been all often, that good. Enough.
0: Yeah, often when they when there's not a lot else to it, they they can bump it up a bit with sugar. Just secret ingredient, sugar. Secret ingredient.
1: And soy milk. Now, soy. That's I know we've done topics on this in the past as a whole thing. It's very contentious on its own. Soy milk, yes or no? Uh, yeah, look, I'd say no
0: unless it's a fermented fermented soy um, just a bit hard for us to digest, and you know aggravates thyroid and all sorts of things so
1: well, Peter, there are five alternatives uh, if one is wanting to uh, ditch the cow's milk, so uh, some great advice there. And you've got some interesting talks coming up on the 10th of October, uh, Natural Remedies for Gut Health, featuring a uh, fermenting demo. You're back on the fermenting yeah, again. Yeah, it's
0: one of our, our favourite, um, one of my favourite
1: talks for the years. I think I, though I say that about all my talks, actually, because I do enjoy them all. The ones this one... that, by the way, the ones that Peter does are his favourites. <laughs> the, uh, the ones that the other naturopaths at Mullen Health do, they're like, yeah, come and check it out. But, yeah. <laughs> No, they're all my favourites, Mark. Um, so fermenting. So if you want
0: to know how to make um, your own kombucha, coconut yoghurt, or um, sauerkraut, we'll actually be doing a demo on the night and we'll have some taste tests as well. So, And it, they're so easy to do. Look, even I can do it.
1: Oh, if you can do How's it, it's that? okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you even messed up the almond milk uh, thing from before. recipe. <laughs> um, natural remedies for Thyroid Health, that's later in the month?
0: Yeah, yeah. 24th of October, we'll have a free night. And that one will just be at our office natural remedies for thyroid,
1: and some limited seats available for both sessions. Absolutely, absolutely. Excellent. Well, uh, of course, next week on the radio, Peter, it's how your gut controls your mood. Yeah, just we know a, it does. We all know it a, does.
0: Yeah, just in the precursor or the pre the lead up to the gut health talk, talking a bit bit, bit more about um um probiotics and good gut bags bugs and how the gut, <laughs> gut bags the okay. connection the connection between our gut even with interesting you know we produce more serotonin in our gut than we do in our brain, and it's involved in you know, neurotransmitters like serotonin, which is our feel-good um, neurotransmitter or brain hormone.
1: Peterson great advice. Thank you for coming once again with those five alternatives to milk, and uh, you can get some more details at mullenhealth.com.au. There will be a podcast of this very exciting program at <laughs> 2NURFM.com a little later today. Thanks, Peter. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle.